This is Coffee Chug here with episode 129 on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. I'm back. It feels good to be back. Guys, there's so much going on. Here we are in the state of Iowa. We are, for the most part, most schools are in their second week of their uh, hybrid or face-to-face teaching here in the state of Iowa. The governor has required that 50% of the teaching um, needs to be in person unless you meet some crazy criteria where you could apply for a two-week waiver for online and so I know that I'm not even in the classroom you know I I don't have students Uh, my wife is I have three children who are back in school and they're all responding in different ways but I will tell you the exhaustion is real I, I always joked and most educators do that you know the first week of school back like you're not in teacher shape and you're not used to talking all the time and all those things that we normally do but I think there's a whole nother level of fatigue that's happening uh, with this new structure now I think it depends on the educator and it depends on your system and it depends on expectations but I think we could all agree that the pressure and what we're expecting teachers to do is beyond insane now I think through this disruption of education and learning we're starting to figure out a couple things now I'm gonna make this statement here I have no research to back this up I have no book that I'm publishing on this or any of those types of things and I know there's lots of people that love Hattie and all that research work but I think one of the biggest things that most educators are realizing and they've always known this but I think it's further cementing the feeling for those that are actually in the classroom is that class size does matter you know we we all know that if I have a class of 30 to 40 kids way different than a smaller group and I think one of the benefits that's coming out of this hybrid approach is teachers are realizing that even though they may not have as much face-to-face time in a five-day or we look at like a two-week uh, chunks of time here in Iowa right now um, that we normally have where we would see kids every single day the fact that we have our class sizes cut in half I think a lot of educators are are realizing how much more they can actually get done when you've got smaller class sizes. Now, I'm not saying the job's easy. I'm not saying there aren't setbacks and all those types of things. But what I am hearing from a lot of educators is it's incredible the relations that are being built, being able to meet kids' needs, actually be able to go deeper in the content and go through more content because you're able to easily personalize the learning right there on the fly with those kids versus classes of 25, 30, 35. And so I know anybody that's in a classroom knows that and you're going, duh. But I hope that it's a huge push that regardless of whatever the future brings, we continue to look at at, at those a- avenues. Um, you know, looking at it from my own children of just, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, some of my kids love the online part. Some don't 
like it. Uh, my youngest needs a lot of guidance and help in order just to, to stay focused to get it done. So it's been interesting times, and I know it's interesting for all, but uh, one of my big fears is the exhaustion and the burnout. And I know we see that all over online right now, but it's it's real. My wife is, is burning out. The teachers that email me that we're doing Google Meet calls with of support, they're, they're burning out. And I just think we have to be very, very careful that we don't exhaust the people that are most important in the education system by slowly taking away little bits and pieces here and there, not giving them what they need, and for more importantly, giving them the permission, permission to get away. Um, and so... Lots of things that I read, lots of educators that I'm working with, not just in Iowa, but you know, in other states as well, is they're constantly being told to be flexible and, and be adaptable. We're gonna have to figure this out as we go, or you know, we're we're building the airplane while it's going down and yada yada yada. But I think that as education leaders and administrators and things of that nature too, you need to be that way. Um, they're getting that message from you, but yet when they're asking for the same concept back in return, it's not happening. And I just think we got to be real careful. This is an opportunity to, to see some new ways in learning and teaching, um, but it could also be a lost opportunity if we don't take the time to take care of our people and really look at what's working and what's not. So there is my, my little coffee uh, chat here as we kick things off. Let's move on into maybe some more uplifting things here in this show today. We've got some incredible guests coming on the show. I can't wait to get some of these pushed out starting next week. Um, but today, I want to take a look at just where we are. Another another opportunity here for me to share some things of what we've got going on. Um, last week... I shared with you guys the things that I was planning on doing. Um, we were talking about I was going to be reading Sandman and listening to Sandman on audio and watching a, a Netflix documentary and some things like that. So I want to dive into some of these things that maybe they'll inspire you for that mental break to get away from the classroom and the school um, over the weekend and, and maybe throughout your, your next week. So last week I had talked about how I was reading Sandman, the graphic novel number one. I have finished that. I'm not sure I knew what I'm reading. I'm not sure I even understand what's going on besides this character Dream who seems kind of cool and there was uh, a couple other characters that intrigued me but I've decided to continue to read on because the reviews that I read said volume one is just a start and it gets so much better starting with volume two. So I've just started diving into volume two. I will admit I have not done that much reading this week. I've been bombarded by a lot of work and PD and development. So I've been doing a ton of reading to try to figure out how to create some of these things that are being asked. Um, but I am in volume two of Sandman. Um, I will tell you it's not safe for children. Um, make sure you're not reading it with young ones around. Um, but I am intrigued by the concept because I love Neil Gaiman. Um, and with that being said, I did not even start the Audible version. I purchased it. I have it on my phone, um, but I have not started to listen. I've decided that I want to at least get the first couple volumes in of the reading so that when I go to listen, I can maybe it'll help strengthen the storyline and things like that. So I've held off on that. So no reviews on the Sandman Audible, but if you look for it, I'll link it again in the show notes. Um, people are just loving it. I also 
talked about watching high score on Netflix, like the history of video games. Have not had any time to watch anything on television. Pretty much been working like crazy, making dinner, and then going to bed earlier and earlier each and every day. So I share those things with you. But here's my things for this week that I want you uh, to be aware of. And it's helping me holding myself accountable, but also some things for you to maybe to explore. Uh, one, I'm going to continue to read Sandman Volume 2. Um, and I'm going to spend next week just reading comics. I have really started to get wrapped back up into thinking about work all day, every day, and I have to stop. And so um, I'm going to dive back into some comics. Um, I signed up for the free account of Comixology on Amazon. I'm going to start reading some DC comics because I just want to learn more. I've been seeing some stuff online with the video games and the new movies. So I'm going to dive in there and maybe read some Batman or or Suicide Squad or something. I don't know. I'll I'll let you know next week. But my goal this week is only comics and to maybe read a couple of those just to get a break from it all. Additionally... I bought a video game. I have not played video games in forever, so I feel like I'm back to my teenage spirit. But my youngest daughter and I, we loved all the Marvel movies. So we, I bought Marvel Avengers. It's coming out today, and we're going to play that this weekend. So I'm excited to play video games really poorly, probably get tore up by um, some young ones, some young kids, and, uh, you know, just have some fun. I'm forcing myself to get away from it all. So Marvel Avengers video game reading some comics boy guys it doesn't get much nerdier than this does it so a couple things that i want to recommend this week for you if you're playing video games what video games are you playing let me know what you're reading leave a comment i would love to know some books or comics or whatever it is you've got going on so i can add that to my collection but here are my recommendations for you for this weekend or moving forward so on youtube there is a channel that is amazing that i play all the time when I'm doing work and I need to be focused. I have this on YouTube. I, I'm on Discord with this same this artist, um, and it's called Chilled Cow. I'll put the link in the show notes. What it is is just some lo-fi, like hip-hop beats. They have a channel that's always live music 24-7 on beats to relax and study to, and there's another channel on there of beats to sleep and chill to, and I just love it. It's just it just helps me. I don't know why, but I know when I put that on, I'm now kind of training my brain to realize it's go time. It is time to get some work done. So if you need something to kind of help you out with that, I'm telling you, Chilled Cow is the way to go. And I'll put the link in the show notes. The other thing, for a podcast, I am a podcast junkie. I have gone through and kind of updated my, my podcast um, that I've been listening to for a while and, and made some changes, and I'll share some of those here soon. But the one that I want to bring to your attention is LeVar Burton Reads. I don't know a voice that's any better than LeVar Burton. And what this podcast is, is each week he reads you a short story, one of his favorites. And what I love about it, not only is it you get to hear his voice, it reminds me of teaching sixth grade, putting in the cassette tapes for the Watsons to go to Birmingham. And one of the few times that you actually had every single sixth grader just begging to know if we're going to have a read-along because he just has a way of mesmerizing your brain with his voice and his tone and his emotion. But LeVar Burton Reads podcast continues that. So I love listening to these. It's exposing me to lots of new authors, some new stories, and he then always explains why he chose it and the connections to him, which I think is really powerful. The one that I want 
to recommend, and there's so many good ones on there, is the story Pockets. Um, and the reason that I'm recommending Pockets is I just thought the story really, really was powerful. Um, and there's so many good little quotes that were in there. And my favorite one that came out of the of the short story is, we can only do our best with what we know. I just feel like that is a quote for what everybody's experiencing right now. So if you need some amazing short stories, you need someone to kind of bring you down a little bit in a good way, not down and sad, but down is just ah, kind of woo-ha. LeVar Burton Reads podcast is what I'm recommending to you this week. It's so good. And if you're not subscribed or listening to that, oh my gosh, people, come on. It's, it's LeVar Burton. I mean, what else do we need? In terms of newsletters, and you don't want to get too crazy with these, but I have found one I've been reading now for a couple weeks, and I kind of find that I've had to get myself away from the news during quarantine. I became a little obsessed with watching all the news. I subscribed to the New York Times and the, and the Quad City Times, and I've now separated myself from all of that because it wasn't doing me any, any good. There's nothing positive coming of it. But I came across this newsletter called The Weekly Pedia. And what it is, is it's a digest of the most edited Wikipedia articles and discussions from the web. And every Friday you get this newsletter. And what it does is it gives you the top articles, the top changes, and the top 20 articles read for the week. And so for me, this really kind of gives me a snapshot of all current events without having to be like, you know, plastered into like the bias of whatever it is you're watching or reading and all the negativity. So clearly for this week, the number one topic was, was Chadwick, you know, the Black Panther and his passing. But then there was this like other things like there's number two is Energy, the Disclosure album. And I'm like, oh, I've not heard of that. So I've been listening to that this morning and and you know, giving myself uh, a chance to maybe listen to something I wouldn't normally listen to. And you can just look through. It breaks it down the top 20 articles, um, the 10 most actively edited articles, um, and the five most active discussions. And I just am loving this because I can read through it. I can click on what I want. I can get in and I can get out. So that is my recommendation for you this week. And I'm sure many of you for movie-wise, hopefully, if you have it and the options and ability, um, Mulan. So I am sure that we will be um, checking that out. And my youngest and I are still loving The Last Avatar. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a Nickelodeon cartoon from forever ago. We're midway through season two. Season two story is in. It's been so intense. It's so intense. Um, so if, if you haven't been watching that and need something, definitely check that out. All right, guys. So... Um, there you have it. My goals this week are to read comics, play some video games, and to work on just getting away from work. And so what are your goals from this week? Leave a, leave a comment. Reach out to me. Let me know what's your goal for the week coming up. How are you handling all of the stuff coming at you? How are we going to avoid burnout? What is it? And so that leads me to the main topic for this episode today, for episode 129. I'm going to be explaining, I told you this was coming this week, my new approach to mental clarity, physical health, all those things. And I'm calling it minimal fitness. So let's dive into this. Now, I'm going to tell you up front, 
when I'm talking about minimal fitness, I'm talking about minimal in a variety of ways. Minimal way number one, I don't want it to take a lot of time. Minimal way number two, I don't want it to cost money. Minimal way three, I don't want it to be so consuming that it takes me away from the other important things in my life, like my family and entertainment and just getting away. So I want that to be clear. Um, and as we go into this, and as I've been working through this now, I am now, uh, let's see, where am I at in my journey? 10 days. So this is what kickstarted this. I was playing around with this idea in my head. I've been jotting down some ideas in my Evernote. Um, my daughter's been doing some workouts. My middle daughter, or my oldest daughter, um, getting ready for her sports season, if that's even going to be a thing. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I really need to start doing stuff with myself. I've been, I've been thinking this now for, for so many years. Eight, ten years ago, I was in incredible shape, and then life happens, and kids happen, and excuses happen, and I just know I need I need to do better. Um, and the 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 catalyst, the red flag, was my youngest daughter had her her nine year checkup, and going through that, and one of the things was her cholesterol was high, and we just talked about boy quarantine has really just kind of brought that down she hasn't been able to be active run around with her friends and in school and we haven't been eating the best and i was like you know what this is a sign that we all need to get better so this really kicked us into gear for me to actually put it down on paper and make it happen and i'm telling you, i'm only 10 days in i saw i can't prove anything to you right now um but i know that it's working i've been getting up every morning back to my routine of getting up at four um, and what i do is two things I either walk for a minimum of three miles, or I've been starting to add in a little bit of a jog. Um, so I have jogged two times this week, and I've done the walking the rest. Um, on the weekends, my wife will join me, so I won't wake her up at 4 a.m. because she's going to sleep in, but then we will do that together. And the idea is just being active every day, getting away from work, getting away from all the things that daily life is bringing. And what I like about this is I'm doing my walk and jog, and then I finish with push-ups. And so I've joined a 100 push-up fitness challenge by my good friend Don Wetrick, who is an incredible educator who is now doing some incredible nonprofit work. I'll make sure I link the stuff in the show notes. Uh, I joined his small little private group. I don't know. I think there's 17, 18 people in it for the accountability. And so what I started doing 10 days ago is, like, I did literally, I did 10 push-ups. And that was about all that I could do. That's how out of shape I am. And I've made it a goal since then each day to increase by 10. So today is going to be my first official day of doing 100 push-ups. I'm going to be repping then 100 push-ups here for a while until I can do one consecutive set of 100. But more importantly, the goal is to get in 10,000 push-ups by the end of the year. And so if you start now here in September, you do 100 push-ups every day for the last 100 days of the year, boom. There it is. So um, as of right now, when I complete my 100 push-ups today, I will be at 550 push-ups, um, giving me you know, the goal of 9,450 left to do. But here's why this fits. I can walk. It doesn't take much time. I can do my push-ups. It doesn't take much time. And it's been really, really good for my mental clarity, obviously my physical health, and it's kind of helping me to, to do better with drinking water and, and that type of thing and creating this this habit. I'm forcing myself every day 
and you can get out and walk every day. I can get out and jog every few days um, without having to worry about injury and things like that. More importantly, we talk about the financial part of things. Walking costs nothing. Running costs nothing. Push-ups cost nothing. So here is, is what I've spent. I went through, through quarantine. We had a YMCA membership. I canceled that finally after six months of never using it because we couldn't be in there. And now that my daughter is very busy, she we kept it because my daughter would go there every single day and shoot and hang out with her friends. But there's just no time for that. So I've canceled that. That was 60 bucks a month. So we have saved $720 a year by eliminating that. And so I started to do the calculation. So here are things that I have purchased, and I've done it all for under $200 for everything I need, I think, to be in actually good f shape and good fitness once I really start to get going in this. I bought a jump rope. It was $8. I'm going to start jump roping here. I've told myself once I hit consecutive 10 days of 100, then I'm going to add one more thing to the cycle. Um, and, and that way I can start to have a rotation. But for right now, I'm walking two of the days a week. I'm going to jog instead of walk. And I'm doing 10 push-ups or 100 push-ups every single day starting today. So I bought a jump rope. It was $8. I'm using the Strava app. It's free. But I did pay for the premium membership. I've been paying for that. Um, so I think that's like 60 bucks, I believe. Um, so I have that. So the, But that's not required, but I did pay for it. So the cost can even be less. Um, I also then downloaded a push-up app. Um, and this just helps me keep track. I like the charts. I like the graphs that it creates. And it's called PushFit Pro. Again, I'll put it in the, in the show notes. There's a free version. I spent $2 on the PushFit Pro. So I've got that. So right there, that puts me at 70. Earlier during quarantine, I did build a pull-up bar. And I was able to do that pull-up bar. I did it for my son when he needed a way to work out, when he couldn't get into the high school for, for football, and he wanted to, to try to stay in some shape. So um, I believe, let me see, I bought uh, six bolts. So there's $9. Um, the nuts and washers. That's three dollars. Uh, that put me at twelve, and then I bought a pipe at fifteen. So what let's just call it thirty dollars. I built a a pull-up bar that's in my basement off my my floor joist. Um, I have not done that because I can barely do push-ups. I'm not ready for pull-ups, but I'm going to start that at some point. But we're just going to put the cost in. And then I did reward myself after hitting 10. I bought myself a new pair of shoes because the shoes I've been running and walking in um, are like four years old. So um, I did buy a pair, and those were $100. So that was the most expensive. But again, they're not required. You know, not required. So here's what I've got. A $100 pair of shoes, a $30 pull-up bar I built, a $2 push-up app, Strava, which is free, but I spent 60 so I'm going to include that in there, and a jump rope. So that puts me at exactly 200 bucks. And with that, I have everything that I need. And it works well. It's great. Now, I don't know what's going to happen when it gets cold and, and sub-zero temperatures. I'm going to have to maybe kind of put some different things within my my minimal fitness which will cross that bridge there and I have a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet that I've created I will share a copy of it in the show notes for you to check out is a combo of me keeping track of the streaks and my data 
but I've also merged it with a book that I read that was so powerful. It's so good. If you have not read Circadian Rhythm, oh my gosh, it just spoke to me. So one of the things that I'm trying to do right now um, is my eating window is 12 hours. And I've been doing this now for about three weeks. Ideally, I need to get it down to probably like an eight or nine hour window. So the first thing you consume in the morning, whether that's coffee or breakfast, that starts the time. And then you've got that many hours and that'll be your last bite of the day. Right now, between 12 and 13, because I've been waking up super early, and with my son's football schedule, we don't eat till later, but gradually working on, on just not doing late night grazing. You know, so when I'm done with dinner, even if that's 7 o'clock, no more food except for water until the next morning when I have my first cup of coffee. So the spreadsheet, I'm tracking what time I wake up, what time I'm going to sleep, what time I'm taking my first bite of the day, what time I'm taking my last bite, I'm rating my sleep. I'm putting in my morning weight. Um, I'm tracking whether or not I had alcohol um, the night before. And then I'm marking my cardio and push-ups. Now, the Cardio Rhythm book also then has you mark whether you need an alarm to wake up or not, whether you're automatically waking up, and there's some other things in there. But for me, I just, I'm looking for my sleep patterns. I'm looking at my rate of sleep, and I'm making sure that my cardio and my push-up counts are there. So this is helping me. So I'll share that with you as well. And so far, I'm 10 days in, and I'm 10 for 10, and it's been awesome. So I just think as, as we, as I, as I think about this journey, and I'm sharing these things with you here today, I want you to realize that we have to carve time out for ourselves. We have to be able to shut the laptop and not look at our phones and not do all these things where we feel like we need to be working 24 hours a day. Um, whether that's you're in the classroom or you're a parent uh, or you're someone like me helping others, um, it's really easy right now with working remotely and in places and back and forth. It all just kind of runs together. So I'm sharing that with you. Is If you would like to join the journey, let me know. I would love to create a, a Facebook group where we're doing this work together. I would love to um, create a support network. I've got a club on Strava you can join in where that way you can you can see the few other educators that are that are in there already where we can just share our workouts together. Um, but this is just a way it doesn't cost money regardless of your physical um, current health. Anybody can do it. Um, and, and then number three like it's just a way to take that time out that's all needed so please share with me what are you doing what what, what are your ways of staying active staying fit how's that fit into your day how's it working out for you how are you balancing if you're heading back to the classroom and all the things that are happening how are we making it work and so um I feel better. I feel like I'm in better spirits. I feel like I'm in better moods. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit more tired right now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sore. Uh, but those are all good things that are they're going to pay off some dividends, you know, and hopefully in the in the long run, you know, the weight starts to drop and, and that becomes a natural byproduct of, of some of this work. So I wanted to share that with you. You're going to see all that stuff in the show notes. You're going to see those things. And, uh, you know, just sharing in hopes that it helps or inspires others. So, I'm off. i got to get my 100 push-ups in. I've got a full day of work ahead of me. I hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you doing? How's your fitness? How are you taking breaks? How's it working out for you? Throw me your questions 
and we'll continue on and we'll check back in next week where I should have a guest on the show. Actually, if things work out, we will have two guests on the show. And in the show notes, I will also link my blog post from this week. So I shared a PDF newsletter I created for teachers and schools to use on eight split screen options for the Chrome, PC, and Mac. I created a digital Lego Duplo six brick storytelling lesson with about four different versions for you to have kids digitally move Legos around for storytelling and, and sequence skills. Uh, and that has been incredibly popular. I can't believe how popular that is, but that's there. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I also put in on the blog another little tip of a website that helps you to easily remove backgrounds from images. So as you're trying to create digital interactive slides and documents and whatever it is that you're trying to create, it's a web tool that is so helpful so you can get those graphics that you need. And those were the three big things. Hopefully next week I will have a huge announcement to share with you once I work out some details. But until then, my friends, take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Take time to breathe. Take time to listen to a good podcast. Throw on some LeVar Burton. Watch some good cartoons. Play some video games. Take that time for yourself. And we'll see you next week. All right, my friends. As always, stay awesome.